God. Anyway, we can start recording wait, now. Wait, wait. I, I just want to. I want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask this, Devin. Yeah. Where did the tomato originate? The tomato originated. Uh, that's an easy one. Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, there was, uh, city by the there sea. There was a. There is there is a guy and he uh, he he invented the first hot dog. It was actually you know it's like with the chicken. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Hot dogs what became came first, before the hot pigs. dog or the or the tomato. <laughs> And believe so it or not, people don't know thing. that, you know, tomato, that hot dogs were invented before tomatoes and that tomatoes were invented specifically for hot dogs. So, huh. so you, um, you heard, I read that first somewhere on that Facebook. Mustard does not belong on a hot dog. It's ketchup from Devin Hanley. Yeah, that's a, from that's Mr. A, from that's Mr. A Connecticut fact, himself. Yeah, that's what, what did fact. I say? What, what was that? That, that fuck mustard is what you said. That fu- fuck mustard. Yeah. It doesn't belong on a hot dog. And if you put a mustard on a hot dog, don't even consider yourself American. Yeah, I don't remember saying that at he all. Said that. I, he said that. He said that. I don't. Go back I don't agree with the, that. Uh, I did. When did I say that? From huh? Never mind. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't remember? Yeah. You just said that. I, no. Let show me. Show. Let we'll, me hear we'll it. Show, show me that it was said. Prove it to me, and I'll believe you. But I in, would not in, say we'll that. Insert this in into editing. The show. Yeah. I will insert what you just said. Okay. All right. And, and I'm, say I'm interested to hear it. What? What? What are you interested in hearing? Well, I I may have said that I don't think that. May have said ketchup now. belongs on a now. on a cheeseburger, but what? I don't believe that. I don't believe that in ketchup on a cheeseburger. I believe in mustard on a cheeseburger, but a hot dog is fair game. Ketchup, mustard, relish, onions, anything can go on a hot dog. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. Yeah, that's not what he said. You you specifically said Fuck that mustard. tomatoes <laughs> were created for hot dogs, and if anybody puts mustard on a hot dog, they're un-American. And I don't know. You said something else. And, really and I agreed. I agreed. This is why we're boys. <laughs> this, I, is, this is I, why we're boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly if, why we're friends. <laughs> listen, if you can show me that, I, I will I'm, I will accept it, but I will vehemently push that statement away because I don't believe that. Can't wait. Um, he said, I, he said I went to a Yankees game and I got in a fight with a guy because I saw him put mustard on a hot dog. <laughs> 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 I almost... You know, the great thing about going to a Yankees game is there are, like, at least three times where I thought that I might actually see a fight. But then it it Ah, just ended up being people fucking with each other. Nature's healing. (laughs) New York 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 is is coming back. It's healing. Well, uh, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Nick Ortiz. And with me, as always, my co-host, uh, Devin Hanley, DJ Dildil. He's back. DJ, DJ Dildil, it's me, back from the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> back to you, warm your tummies in your eardrums. We, we yep. missed you. Yeah, we missed you. Yeah, um, I miss you guys. Man, this is convincing. Convincing. I uh, I didn't even think about you. What? I was thinking the same no, listen, shit the listen. Way you said it. It's fucking great. It's fucking great to see you guys. You know, um, being out of the uh, being out of the the ATX, it's a weird thing. But uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm so glad that there's still you know the the one thing that keeps this trinity connected, that binds this triangle, mm. the wonderful, uh, diverse world of 
nation of Bell. Yeah. No, those are, you know, they say that the strongest shape is a pyramid. A triangle, but yeah. Exactly. Same thing. Tomato, tomato. And a pyramid kind of looks jam, like a shell. Like if jam. you take a crunchy shell, yeah, I mean, like, that's what we are. We're like that, that, that or a arc, chip. That, that <laughs> shell. Yeah, or a chip in the, in the, in the uh, chip. most decadent nachos that they provide. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, we got the sour cream in this taco supreme. Mr. Jordan Cravens Krennic. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. We love you. Mr. What's <laughs> Mr. Jordan Chardonnay Krennic. <laughs> Devin's saying that because I'm definitely drinking the wine from the bottle right now. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah, drinking hey, some white so, wine so, from the bottle. Good on you. I mean, that is a that is like that 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 is definitely um, a step up from the Bud Light Lime, you know, uh, world that we were living in. A yeah, nice white you wine. You are truly with- living a white woman's dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just you're Here for just this. killing it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Here for this Taco Bell brunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Devin, how far how far are you away from your nearest Taco Bell? Wow. So uh, I knew. Uh, right off the bat that this was going to be a huge challenge up here. So uh, right now, about 30 minutes whoa, to the closest Taco Bell. I, honestly, um, Devin, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. Which which brings me to another devastating confession that I, I, I want to get this out of the way at the top of the show because there might be some hurt feelings out <sighs> let's, there. Hey, let's hear it. I don't let's think I'm ready. As, uh, as everybody knows, most nights before we record this show, mm. we ate – we eat Taco Bell, yeah. but today, the are over for dinner. We have KFC. Hey, I'll contact so KFC Ivan. Tonight. Hey, Devin, thanks for thanks for showing up. We're gonna go ahead and uh, get Ivan on the phone. <laughs> Listen, you know what? You can edit this out. I know, I know, it's gonna be dramatic, but hey, at never. least, at least we kept it yum. At you know what I'm saying? Uh, at least we, we stayed in the yum family. Okay. So, what'd you, what'd you get from KFC? Last thing before we move on. Um. Oh man, it was not very good. Yeah, all right. Um, you know what? Was, no, let, let's move on now. Yeah. Hey, yeah. thanks. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I, I'm saving this. I'm saving this for my KFC podcast, uh, which is uh, going on uh, going on simultaneously to this one. So you know, check that out on your own time. In the bucket with Devin. In the bucket Ooh. with Devin. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Quick, on his quick, he's quick on his feet there. I mean, um, feet, yeah, man. Now, now on today's show, we're going to be uh, talking about a famous little pooch. We're going to be talking about Gidget, the Taco Bell dog. Yeah, and I know we touched a little bit on Gidget in our commercials episode, um, but I think I really believe that she deserved two full episodes. One hundred percent. No, one hundred percent. And you know what? I think it's it's really astounding. That, I, don't um, know, I don't know why I couldn't stop. Like uh, that made me laugh thinking about us oh, doing two episodes. Oh, that's hilarious! On the Taco Bell dog. Can, can, can Bell Nation about- needs to know. I mean, come on. Like when when you think about it, what is more iconic than the Taco Bell dog? I would say that out of all things Taco Bell related, that the dog is definitely top three or five at least. I, I would totally agree. Thing. I would totally agree. Besides the bong, the bell. You would put, you would put bong over ch- uh, Chihuahua? One thousand percent. If you hear that, you can hear that noise in any song, and someone's gonna be like, "Is that the fucking Taco Bell bong?" That's hilarious. No, you know what I mean? No, but but if but okay, it, uh, let's say that 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 that's true. That 
somebody's going, you know, it's what? the only thing that's lasted time. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just like, we're going to talk. We got to We have to talk about this because I think I think Devin's right on challenging on this one. So if we're looking at somebody's if, if somebody heard the Taco Bell bong in a song, they would say what you, you just said. It. They would say, is, is that, that the Taco, Taco Bell, Bell bong? If somebody heard Yokiero Taco Bell in a song. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're talking about. Oh, I guess, I guess that, that's, that's fair. the that's the fucking slogan. That's the I was like the punchline of that dog though, for real. If somebody heard so that, I, I, they wouldn't they wouldn't go. Is that the is that Gidget? They would be like, holy shit! How did Taco Bell make it Taco into this song? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna say that the impact that that that, that dog it, it supersedes that Taco Bell bong. <sighs> I don't know. And, and the, I I agree no, with there's you. There's no that, question. That, that, that the Taco Bell bong as a sound is like very, yeah. You hear that sound immediately. You know that it's Taco Bell. Yeah. I just think other that people when are like, you... someone turn on my Xbox. <laughs> it's pretty close. It's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. close. Man, if you've got one of those out there in Bell Nation, if you're listening and you have one of those, name your price. <laughs> name your price, and or give us your address, and we'll come and live outside of your house. Yeah, Devin, <laughs> Devin's talking about the Xbox that uh, Taco Bell gave yeah. away. That when you turn it on, it, it sounds makes, like the fucking it makes Taco a Bell fucking bong. bong sound, which is so rad because there's That's only so like rad. a couple that they ever made, right? Or yeah, they... which you would know if you listen to episode twelve. Our <laughs> quote unquote fans who won't leave a review. <laughs> won't leave a review. <laughs> I'm looking at you out there. Yeah, you know who you know who you are. All we're saying is your phone's in your hand. You can just leave us a review. Right. We can all co-sign that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm co-signing that. Now, we don't have any Taco the Town. We uh, don't have, like, real anything important. Yeah, Taco Bell's going to start um, testing, uh, like, a plant-based chicken breast uh, naked chicken chalupa. Awesome. That's great. Good job, vegetarians. You're doing it. Wait, you plant-based or? Yeah, plant-based. It's plant-based chicken? It's made to look like a naked chicken chalupa, but oh, it's plant-based. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. But I think we need to talk about the rumors, all right? Because today's oh, yeah. episode is going to be a pretty hefty episode, so I just want to get really right down to it. So um, some some of Bell Nation's most loyal patriots did reach out to us, and um, I so I, I do have some rumors. I did run these by a friend of the show, Crunchwrap Chris. So on July 22nd, they are releasing Nacho Fries. They're coming back, boys. Let's go. Please expect That's another Fries fast. with My Guys episode. That's pretty quick, man, from uh, Turner. Every, almost every six months, they, this looks like, right? They can't keep them away. America, yeah. like, so America has months. spoken. They want Nacho Fries multiple times a year. They didn't take them it's, away it's six January. months ago. There's no one. It's There's ja- no one. Yeah, January. They stopped in January? Yeah. I'm fucking dying, bro. Time's you know, the so only fast. reason why I know that, and I'm going to sound terribly fat for this. The McRib also came out that, <laughs> that month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nacho Fries are coming back uh, July 22nd. So towards the end of July, along with it, they're going to release a loaded taco fries and a burrito version. So we're going to have some tacos Ooh. in our, uh, excuse me, some fries in our tacos and our burritos. Let's so go. basically, I mean, this, this summer they're just looking for ways to just shove potatoes <laughs> in any way they possibly can into our bodies. They're like, they please, must... I'm sorry. Just like earlier this year, just like Taco Bell, like 
Taco Bell was just out like buying potato farms and they're just like, <laughs> what are you doing this for? Like, why is Taco Bell buying all these potato farms? And they're just like, oh, just you wait, America. <laughs> just you wait till t- summer 2021. Um, now, the last one is is the one I'm actually most excited for. It's uh, the Flamin' Hot Doritos Taco. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's gonna. Ooh. It looks tasty. I I wonder if it's more akin to the the volcano, or if it's gonna like really taste like a flaming hot. You know what I mean, like the flaming hot Cheeto like brand. No, no, I've I've had this before, so I'm not. Once again, I'm not a huge like, y'all know, I'm a baby on the spice. Okay, so not a big Facts. big spicy you're kind a, of guy. You're a Verde man. You yeah. like to I'm keep a, it in the Verde region. There it is, my guy. And so, I've had this one. It's pretty good. It's not too spicy. It's actually really going to be pretty much similar to the. Um, it's really really similar to, uh, the the Doritos Locos that's now right. It's really sp- yeah, but it's not. It's not obviously the flavor is just a little bit differently. So it's but it's not like, it's not like hot Cheetos. Yeah, it's not like hot Cheetos. It's like, it's just it it just has like a little a little kick. It's really it like a li- literally just a little bit of extra kick into it. Nothing crazy. Nothing. So it's it it's not going to be like a volcano where it's like really spicy. No, it's not going to like linger. Is the real thing? Oh, right? okay, okay. Yeah. Um, well, we all know Jordy's so. doesn't like lingers. Linger. Well, <laughs> lingering. I'm, well, I mean, if it burns and your fucking lips start burning, all those shit. It's not you gotta like eat that. more. Hasn't <laughs> hot Cheetos ever taught you anything? Uh, so it's 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 uh it's it's gonna be e- it's gonna be an easy eat. Is I yeah. think is the point. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm trying uh, to convey. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of echo Jordan here. I, I I tend to veer away from the the spicy Cheetos because they give me like fire poops, man. Like the worst <laughs> fire poop. Like any of those hot chips, especially in conjunction with Taco Bell, is just like a fucking full on freight train assault <laughs> on my colon. Oh yeah. So I, I veer away because they they taste good, but the the after effects are, are are catastrophic for me. And that even just goes with the chips, you know, just the regular the chips. Really. Yeah, it's the Connecticut blood. They just it is can't. a Connecticut yeah, blood. Just, yeah, all right, all right. No, 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 that's, you're, you're right about that. Yeah, man. You know, it probably needs to. I mean, maybe if you like dip them in mayonnaise or something. You know? <laughs> oh God, no! This, this mayonnaise no, is spicy. No, no, that does not happen. You know, I'm actually surprised because I thought that I thought that um I thought that like the Doritos or the spicy Cheetos were much more of a, a Texas thing. And I was surprised because you, you you still see them up here. People still do eat them up here. Yeah. I I just can't. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm turning 30, so I, I get it. Hey, um, there you are. <laughs> well, uh, Bell Nation, if you have any more rumors, uh, you know, hit our hit our DMs. Uh, you know, you have our email address in the uh, description for the episode. CheesyGorditaBunchPod at gmail.com. Hit us with those rumors. We want to know, and we'll even come up with a cool nickname for you. Um, oh, you can also, again, just follow us on Instagram and go in those DMs. Um, but Bell Nation, if you can, just follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All you have to do is search Cheesy Gordita Bunch, and you will find us. And, of course, again, please leave a review. Just slide on into those DMs. Oh, yeah. Slide in. Is that is that a good slide sound? I, that sounds like a pretty sloppy slide, but uh, I'd uh, say so. Now, on today's episode, uh, we are talking about the Taco Bell dog. And after reading this book, all right, I've learned a lot of useless information about training dogs. <laughs> okay. Um, there's, she, they really go in depth. Uh, uh, the book I'm talking about is called A Famous Dog's Life. 
the story of Gidget, America's Most Beloved Chihuahua by Rennie Dyball and Sue Chipperton. Now, Sue Chipperton, <clears throat> uh, she was the actual owner and trainer of Gidget. Um, owner and trainer, okay. Yeah, uh, she fucking loved this dog. <laughs> she, she, so just to give you some background. As most owners. Believe it or not, most owners do love their dogs. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, Super Ch- <clears throat> Sue Chipperton started training animals back in the early 90s. Uh, she worked on everything from a TLC video, the Taco Bell commercials, Gran Torino, Titanic. She God, even worked movie. on Kong Skull Island. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Like that movie, nice. too. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, she actually owns Kong. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, so She's her- got three houses on Skull Island. <laughs> <laughs> her obsession with training animals really started young. Um, she grew up in Buckinghamshire, UK. She grew up around dogs. Um, as a child, her mom actually had a blind poodle uh, named Cindy. The funny thing about poodles is they have a lot of energy. So this dog mm-hmm. would run all around outside And she knew she wanted to train dogs because her mom trained Cindy to stop before she ran into a tree. (laughs) She would literally yell, Cindy, stop, or Cindy, tree, stop. She would stop right before she hit the tree. Her mom would go over there, reposition this dog, (laughs) and then let the dog run. Um, And I I think that's... That's a lot of love right there. That's yeah. the most heartwarming fucking thing we've ever talked about that's on the show. Hands down. <laughs> yeah. some real compassion right there. Well, yeah. that's what really started her love for training. You know, she grew up around all these type of dogs. She was so enamored by, um, you know, working with animals that she wanted to join the Royal Air Force to train dogs. Like, as soon as she got out of school. But, you know, misogyny back in the 90s, they actually didn't let women do that yet. Damn, even just in the 90s? In the 90s, bro. Damn. Uh, you know what's crazy? You should see the way police treat black people now. Man. I, I <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Teach me later. I got you. I got you. <laughs> now, at the age of 19, <laughs> Sue left London and hit the beaches of Fort Lauderdale, baby. Woo! Her Woo. and Casey Anthony. God, I love Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> the exact opposite of London. Like as far away from, what is her town called? Buckinghamshire. Buckinghamshire. The, yeah, the I've never been there, but, but I can imagine British that it's name very ever. Buckinghamshire. Yeah, it's the most British name ever, and I can imagine it is just about as different from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, as it could possibly be. Yeah, one just place one place boils all of their food, the other place grills it all. <laughs> <laughs> now, or fries uh, it. <laughs> probably fries it. Now, uh, her dream whenever she came to Florida was to train dolphins at Ocean World, which is a inferior Sea World. If there were ever one, I, I um, was going to say, like, how could you how much lower could you go from SeaWorld? <laughs> uh, it just it's sad because, you know, for sure that the tanks were smaller. <laughs> um, now, Ocean World didn't provide any real training. So she basically had to mimic other trainers and what they were doing. But again, this was super easy for her because she grew up around this type of stuff. She grew up around, you know, teaching animals all types of shit. Um, <laughs> that kind of like dismisses it, but like yeah, a bunch of a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? Um, so this really came easy to her. You know, she had a passion for working with animals, and she really pretty fast. She became the head trainer, and she was doing all of the dolphin shows at this point. Um, I just finished that bottle of wine, y'all. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> now she spent three years at Ocean World before making it. You know, out to California. The main motivation of going to California, she said, was money. 
Because when she started at Ocean World training dolphins, mind you, she was only getting paid $4 an hour. Four dollars. Four dollars. Bro, you can't even those get a five dollar Cravens o- box. <laughs> that's what you get. That's what, that's what you get for working at Ocean World. Yeah, you know? you know the thing is, is they charge so much money to like swim with dolphins and shit. It's like oh, it's so. Expensive. But it's only like four. They're only paying their employees like four dollars an hour. Oh. Uh, well, when she left, only three years um, later, she was only making seven dollars, and this was when she's like the head trainer. She's doing all of the shows, only getting paid seven dollars an hour. Insane, Man, right? imagine imagine getting like eaten by a killer whale at your job, and then just like being on the way into its stomach and being like, "Oh my god, I'm just making seven dollars an hour." <laughs> now, in her book, anyway. she says people don't get uh, people don't get into dolphin training for the money, uh, especially when people in California were getting paid twenty dollars an hour to do that shit. No, I don't know, bro. Mm-hmm. In her book, she says people don't get into dolphin training for money it's the love of the game baby no, the love of the game know. you know how you get it that's the, <laughs> okay, the only okay, way you're, okay fine. you gotta get into people the uh the dolphin don't. trading business that's where the money's at <laughs> now that's uh that's when sue headed out west and she started with studio animal services um and really that's where she's gonna leave her mark in the training industry she does it now uh almost 30 years later oh she's still doing this. oh bro fuck yeah she's oh, active guess- Kong I guess Skull just, Island was like 2017. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess it makes sense that she would still be alive. I just, I feel, she didn't like die with the dog, you know? No, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just feels like that's that's just like the the mark of any good owner, any good uh, celebrity animal owner. And it's like, well, if they're going down, I'm going down with them. Well, yeah, they they actually put down Bubbles the chimp when Michael Jackson died. They put oh, him down man. with them. You're lying. That's of so sad. Oh, like, of course I'm lying. Oh, I'm like, of course I'm lying. What the fuck? Okay. Are you you're, you are lying? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Because yeah, I was about not, to say the show. Michael this Jackson. show just took a sad turn, and we should. Now, now the day was February thirteenth, nineteen ninety-five. And Sue and a friend were, uh, they were looking for a dog for a dog commercial. They were looking for a Westie. Um, so I assume it was for, they, they were really nonspecific. Those are kind of cute. Oh, they're, they're really cute. Yeah. Um, they have like little mustaches. The Caesar dog commercial. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, those are cute. Aren't they like hypogenic or something like that? I don't fucking know. I, I got know. two pugs. They don't listen to me at all. <laughs> I tried doing some of the, like the training. She's like, if you got a hyper dog, then they're going to be perfect because that means they're food motivated. And I'm like, my dog is fucking terrible. He is not food motivated. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, they had gotten a hit um, on where they could find a Westie. Um, and when they go into the back office, that's because that's where they're keeping the dogs. Her eye is caught by this little fawn chihuahua just bouncing up and down. And while the owner was talking uh, to her friend, um, Sue like immediately turned the conversation to the puppy. And seeing like the puppy like had all of their attention, this dog was just like she described it as a like a rubber bouncing ball, that's just funny. jumping up and down. That's a, that's a, that's Chihuahua's for you for she, sure. She, yes. she saw that Chihuahua and she's like, "You see that over there? That's going to be a star right there." Him. <laughs> that's he's the gonna, thing. She, she's going to climb all the way to the tippity tippity top of show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Is she mentions it in the book? She was like, "I I didn't." When I saw this dog, I didn't think, wow, that dog's a star. She was like, I didn't even know what we would do with this dog, but I wanted it because it was cute. That's the only reason why she got so Gidget the dog is because she was cute. 
And well, um, they were there to do like a specific, a specific, um, you know, thing. They were there to get that Westy, right? Well, um, <laughs> uh, Sue was just so like enamored by this dog that she kept asking about it, and she was like, "Well, you know, we." They want us to like collect all types of dogs, all breeds, all colors. I don't think we have a small brown dog. Mm -hmm. Like we could use that one day for something. So they call up the agency, they haggle it, they pay for it, and um, they get Gidget. Yeah, they get Gidget the dog. Yeah. Um, But the thing is that she was sitting there with her brother. Yeah. And her brother apparently was all calm, like put out a little paw, like, hey, what's up? How's it going? (laughs) And, you know, it was real regal. And, um, and she so, was, so, so somewhere out there, there's a little, uh, Westie in a cage watching Taco Bell commercials. <laughs> like, God damn it. That could have been me. That could have been me. I could have had that life, but I'm stuck here in this fucking kennel. Yeah. No, I mean, essentially, because the thing is, um, she wanted the dog because she knew small dogs didn't, um, go to the ranch and the ranch is what they called their big facility that housed all these animals. Um, yeah, Michael, Michael Jackson had one of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, she knew that those small animals would, ha- would have to live with the owner, with the trainer. So she was like, fuck yeah, this is a win-win. Um, so they, they end up getting Gidget the dog. And she even regrets, in, in her book, she says that she regrets not getting the mail because they always needed a, a backup for Gidget. And they, mm-hmm. could never, they could never find another small brown dog. Wow. I mean, okay. So this is really a rags to riches I got like four of them story. on Runbird. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you know how easy it would be to find a, ch- like a little brown chihuahua? Like, what the fuck? What do you mean? It's like a, there's definitely a surplus of chihuahuas in America. Like, there's not like a fucking shortage. You know yeah. what I mean? There's definitely a chihuahua surplus. Absolutely. We're giving them away. Um, no, this, this is a very American, like, rags to riches story. This is very endearing. Right. Like, this yeah. is like riches. a. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, this little dog was was in the, probably in the gutter. In, in the, the gutter. gutter. In the gutter. <laughs> in the gutter. Thrown to the side. No, um, cast away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, shunned by its people. Uh, you're absolutely right. This is a rags to riches story because this dog went from living in a kennel to fucking being literally a part of the zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Being a part of American pop culture. I'm sure you can go to like. I don't know, a developing country and still see like Taco Bell shirts, you know what I mean, with the dog on it and shit. You know what I mean? So you're that right. dog was that dog was living big. And that dog was like had a a nice little bed up in the Hollywood Hills, was like humping all the uh, uh all the other <laughs> Hollywood elite, you know, all the little poodles and uh French bulldogs and stuff. Yeah, you know, interesting it's fact. It's like living the life. Interesting fact. Um Gidget did have a sibling. Um, that Sue owned and the dog's name, it was a cattle dog mix. Her name was beans and she was named after a, a Del Taco bean burrito. Whoa. How do we feel about that? Fuck that dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I know how I feel about it. All right. Fuck that dog. Yeah. All right. Del we Taco. Don't associ- we don't associate with, with Del Taco down to, to uh, on an animalistic level. We do not. No. We do not associate. Don't don't even put me in front of a Del Taco, all right? I'm going to start shitting. <laughs> it is with a heavy heart that I must say Ocean World Fort Lauderdale is going out of business. You know what that means? 
Ocean World is having a going out of business sale. Everything you see is not 50, not 60, not 70% off. No, everything is at least 75% off. This whale, 82% off. This otter, 86% off. This potted dolphin, well, hell, we are just giving them away. Do you own an enclosure? Do you uh, have proper certifications? Do you live in a state that lets you own a pod of dolphins? Doesn't matter to us. Just take them. We just need to get fucking rid of them. ASAP. Here, why, why don't we talk to a happy customer? Now, tell the good people at home what you picked up today. I, uh, I picked up jellyfish. Wow, you got some of our jellyfish? No, I, I got all the jellyfish. Wow, now why did you need so many? I thought you said you wouldn't ask that. That's fucking right. And we'll never ask anyone else. So come on down to Ocean World, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Because if you don't buy them, we're going to shoot them. Every single one. Uh, now, Gidget wasn't a scrub. All right, she picked up being a studio dog really, really fast. A natural. A, a natural. Uh, that's exactly what she would say. <laughs> um, uh, because Gidget really loved to, pay, uh, to play, and um, Sue really gave her a lot of positive reinforcements. At three months old, Gidget was already learning how to bark on command and land on her marks, which is really key to being a studio dog because if you can learn that, you could pretty much learn any other behavior. And that's what they call tricks. They don't call them tricks. They call them behaviors. Mm. Okay. That's what we call them in the studio business. You'll get, <laughs> you'll get there soon. Um, it's, it's funny because my dog knows how to bark at anything. <laughs> doesn't even need a command. Yeah. Just. doesn't need a command. It just barks. It I don't just even need, it, I, don't, I don't even need to give it marks. Okay. Because it has no personal space. <laughs> He walks all over me. Yeah, he's he's the absolute fucking worst, but I love him. Yeah, I'm, I know it, I know exactly how you feel. The same fucking thing with my dog. Yeah, uh, yeah. So just funny, just bro. reading or listening to this book made me realize I was like, I fucked up somewhere. I fucked up somewhere because she's like, if you have a puppy, um, you know. Make it like make it go outside, hang out with other people, take it to the store, really like socialize it. So whenever it does go out, it's not a fucking nut job. And yeah. we got, <clears throat> excuse me, we got Bernie during quarantine, <laughs> and now he is just a clingy ass dog that barks and cries anytime Nora steps out of the apartment. Oh god, it's the hey, worst. You know what? We can't all be gidgets, right? True. True. You know? yeah. You know, we, don't, we can't For control. For every Gidget out there, there's one of Gidget's brothers. <laughs> Someone not picked. <laughs> left to the left. Left in the gutter. Cast aside, left in the gutter. <laughs> now, <clears throat> according to Sue, Gidget really loved to work. Uh, apparently, she was really focused when she got on set. And uh, Sue said that even, like, her body language would change. You know what I mean? Um and, well, in 1997, an agency was reaching out to cast for Taco Bell commercials. And Sue really just thought that it, this was just going to be another run-of-the-mill commercial. You know, they've done a thousand commercials before. None with Taco Bell and none this successful. Um, and 
she was really surprised because they were looking for two chihuahuas, a male and a female. So they cast Gidget as the female and cast mm. a male chihuahua named Dinky as as the boyfriend. Dinky. <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to watch out for Dinky. Yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty well known in the industry for his uh, <laughs> dubious uh, mannerisms. Yeah, he got me too. Yeah, got me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Gidget was cast, um, and again, she was set to star as the shaky little girlfriend, so and, <laughs> and Dinky was supposed to be the macho boyfriend. Well, a few days before the shoot, the director um, called, switched the roles, and now Gidget was to be the boyfriend. And from there, it just kind of like launched. Like the rest is literal history because the girlfriend only ran for like three other commercials. And the boyfriend, let me just say this. Well, everyone knows this already. After those three commercials, everyone absolutely loved the Taco Bell doc. Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So she really, like, so not only did she come in and just revolution, she really ruined Dinky's career. <laughs> like, she, she yeah. swept, she came in and just totally swept Dinky away. Yeah. And that's impressive. No, that's impressive. For sure. Like, that's so funny. No, it, it really is because, um, She's a ruthless, like a ruthless the savage working, in the industry. Yeah, cut, working her way throat. to the top. Like cut it's a throat. tough industry. Cutthroat. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Now, um, a a month after the like shoot, uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> a month after the shoot, the commercial started to air, and that's when people really started to recognize Gidget. Um, Sue would take her on to other sets uh, for other dog commercials, and would you know train Gidget in between takes. And um, as she was training and, and just chilling with Gidget, a camera operator like taps her on her shoulder and was like, hey, is that the Taco Bell dog? That's so <laughs> And funny, when she bro. confirmed, a bunch of people started crowding around them and giving Gidget compliments. And like Gidget was like dancing and like prancing around and stuff. And I mean, as the days and weeks like went on, more and more people began to recognize her, began to give her more praises. Uh, essentially, uh, she was like a starlet. You know what I mean? She was like uh, a grumpy cat status. Like everybody recognized I would say, I would say her. yeah. You know, um, just like how there's Richard Pryor and then there's, you know, your your Dave Chappelle's Taco Bell dog. And then you got grumpy cats. You know what I who mean? Would you, who, who would you say is more popular? Who would you say like, you, you know, now that, that the grumpy cat thing is kind of calmed down over the past decade. Well, first off, RIP grumpy cat. Oh, yeah, RIP Grumpy Cat. Yeah. RIP Gidget and Gadget and Dinky and all you lost hair so, heroes. So definitely, <laughs> so definitely Gidget to me because Grumpy Cat, uh, Grumpy Cat. Even though, um, are you sure Grumpy Cat had a movie? Grumpy Cat had a movie. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza played Grumpy Cat in a movie. What? Yes, feature length. A feature length movie. Yes. What the fuck was that you've movie seen, about? You've seen all five Transformers, but you've never seen the Grumpy <laughs> Cat movie. Grumpy Cat has a fucking movie. Yes, Grumpy Cat has a movie. Okay, quickly. What is the movie about? Have you seen it? Listen. No, I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm insulted you that you think I've seen it. You know about I, it. I, 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 Jordan, I was with you. I had no idea. I had no idea it was a it was a feature. Okay, it's called Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. <laughs> this 
sounds so You laugh, but it has 3.5 out of 5 stars, okay? So it must be a pretty good movie. How many Rotten Tomatoes? What does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, Certified Fresh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Let me see. No, of course it doesn't. I have no idea what it is. Um, Okay, so the plot of the story is Grumpy Cat is a lonely and grumpy cat living in a mall pet store that is slated to be closed. She is bitter at being consistently passed over for other animals in the store, but is surprised to find that she can communicate with Crystal, an equally lonely 12-year-old girl who is shocked that Grumpy Cat can talk. The two are initially at odds, but start to befriend each other, especially after high price Leon burger dog i don't know is kidnapped from the pet store for its value what yeah the it sounds like sounds a terrible fun. movie right <laughs> well, it sounds like the worst that shit the is- worst decision that you can make in a in a, a movie about animals i feel is like having the animals be able to talk the like, funny i want to see fucking grumpy cat talking i think that was the beauty of of the taco bell dog is it was in spurts it was catchy and it was i mean it's it's a catchphrase. To the point. Yeah, you know it, what I mean. Yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of room for him to elaborate, elaborate, I, and like hang himself with his words. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I'm gonna say though that I think that in the longevity of time, I think that I think that babe, I think that a grumpy cat will be remembered more than the Taco Bell dog. Hey, well, I think that the Taco Bell. It was it was a good episode, Devin. We'll we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, no, Wait, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I disagreed with you. <laughs> no, I, you just I, said the same thing. I know. I think that I think that the Taco Bell dog is. I think that he will forever be in the zeitgeist. He said the opposite as well, Devin. So I don't know. What? what, what I thought what, you said that you're on the grumpy cat. Grumpy cat. Yeah, I thought you were on Grumpy Cat. Why would Grumpy Cat get any? Grumpy Cat was only big until they died. Like, and no one ever hears about Grumpy Cat anymore. They they sell yeah, socks, but, it, but it's like. But you don't think the fact that it was in the era of like viral things, like uh, that's what I, that's the only reason I say. I don't know. It, I'm gonna I say I'm, I'm gonna say Taco Bell dog, bro, because I the the thing with it is now that you're changing like, your mind. No, no, he said Taco Bell dog from the jump. Yeah, yeah, I said oh, Taco. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's and right. So because like, that's right. so it's like there are some people who aren't on social media, so they just never saw Grumpy Cat, and they fucking damn sure didn't see that movie. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, uh, but everybody saw Taco Bell commercials. Yeah, but I mean, there's like younger a younger generation now that probably doesn't know who the Taco Bell dog is. Yeah, but that doesn't make him. Like, make ask it less. your brother. Ask your brother Dean. He's thirteen. Exactly. If he knows who Taco Bell dog <laughs> okay, is. Okay, he probably doesn't. But it doesn't make Grumpy Cat more famous or bigger. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so back to this. It. Is, this is DJ Dildil talking to the youth out there, <laughs> Bell Nation. You know who you are. Hello, fellow children. <laughs> okay well right. um yeah so uh, more and more people started to like praise her and see her um and she thought it was unusual but she really didn't think anything other than that you know uh until taco bell came uh, came calling again and this time they were flying to miami miami yeah and um um that's like that's when she knew like it's becoming a full-on campaign and uh, the first two times that uh, Gidget recorded those commercials, Sue wasn't even there. She was like, "I'm doing an, I'm." She was like doing, um, I think, Titanic or some shit, mm. um, some some stupid movie. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she there. She was doing some movie, <laughs> and uh, she let someone else, you know, take take Gidget. But once she found out that it was like going to be a full on like campaign, she wanted to be there the entire time. 
course. Uh, now, Gidget was a legit pro. Uh, in those commercials, she did everything from wearing clothes, riding skateboards, running alongside buses. You know, they, they trained Gidget for weeks at the ranch. She, she could run- do it all. Exactly. She could do it all. She was um, a real Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a human being. I'm a I'm a Homo sapien, and I can't skateboard. <laughs> a dog learned how to do it in 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 two weeks. That's that's that's. that's I cannot count. run alongside a bus. All right. Me neither. All right. I cannot do it. Let me see. Now you know what we. You know what I can do. I can wear clothes. Yeah, just like Gidget. I'm then why are you naked? Well, <laughs> yeah. Then why are you naked? You told me you couldn't Jordan, wear clothes. <laughs> oh. I've never seen Jordan wear clothes. Not I've, once. Just, not ever. For those of you out in Val Nation who don't get to see what we see, but Jordan all is of naked a sudden, every episode. All of a sudden, I can wear clothes. Yeah, okay, bro. Now, she practiced these, uh, again, for weeks at the ranch. She ran alongside cars from point A to point B. Um, and, and this particular uh, commercial was difficult because periodically, like, Gidget had to look up at the bus as if she were talking to the passengers. Um, unlike her human counterparts, Gidget was not motivated motivated by money. No. Don't listen to what Dinky says. Don't listen to what Grumpy Cat said. Okay? She was not motivated by money. She was motivated by chicken on a stick. And- <laughs> I was going to say, she's in it for the treats. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when she was full, the only other thing that motivated her was Miss Hedgehog. And uh, they, they make it a point that you can still buy Miss Hedgehog. Mm. So I guess they got some stock in that. Um, Were they fucking or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Gidget had a lot of toys that were her favorite, but Miss Hedgehog went above and beyond and was honestly a key motivator for the bus commercial. Oh, so um, it was a toy. Yeah, it was a toy. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um, now, Gidget, like every Chihuahua, did not act her size, and she was actually pretty brave, um, which was really impressive. Everyone, yeah. while listening to this book, they have quotes from almost every like shoot that Gidget was on, saying that Gidget was like professional, mm-hmm. and you know Sue like really took <laughs> care of her to make sure that she was comfortable at all times, and like she would make this like uh, if she wasn't like ready for something or she didn't trust a particular part. Like she would like flick one of her ears. Like that's a, a a thing that like Sue and her like came up with, and she Sue would go over there and like adjust. Wow! Wow! Yeah. It's professional through and through. She made it on time for all of her interviews. She didn't never gave the director any lip. Um, you know, <laughs> she was she was always coordinating with the other actors, feeding off their performances. I get it. Like yeah. she was a fucking star. Yeah, yeah. Um. And uh, I, you know, I think she even beat out Gary Oldman for the role of Taco Bell dog. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that guy can play any anything. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiring. Uh, now I know what you're asking, Nick. How do they get Gidget to talk? Well, Bell Nation, it was really quite simple. Um, what they did is they would put a bite stick in her mouth, uh, which is just a small little piece of wood, and it would prop her mouth open so far enough that the animators would have a lighting reference um, so they can animate her lips moving. And uh, this, like, later, like, later on, they uh, would just, like, have Sue, like, move her lips, like, like literally massage her mouth <laughs> on camera, and then they would just manipulate it that way. God. Why, yeah. Why, why don't we get paid for that? Because yeah. I can move my lips on command. It's disappointing. It's it's disappointing so that they could I. get her to skateboard and run along beside a van, but they couldn't teach her to talk. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, how many how many more training sessions would it have taken to like make that happen? Three, four. 
Come on. <laughs> now, the only issue, um, you know, with this was on set when uh, they would do wet downs. And, and what that essentially means is they would spray down the sidewalk uh, and the streets because it looks better on camera, especially when they're doing like night stuff. Um, when they would do wet downs, like it, Gidget would completely shut down because she wouldn't get cold. Um, because like we all know, Chihuahua's notorious for being little shaky dogs when they get cold. Yeah, facts. And uh, Gidget was n- the same. You know, like there yeah. was nothing you can do to out train. You know, her natural instinct of just shivering. This was an issue because the taco, the iconic Taco Bell dog, has um, some like distinct characteristics that would fade. Almost instantly when Gidget would get cold. Um, now, right. the role demanded that Gidget's ears be perky, her eyes be wide, um, her head be held high with pride and confidence. Mm. And, again, a lot like other dogs, when she got cold, she looked pretty fucking pathetic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they would actually bring in space heaters to make sure that she was warm. Wow. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say that's not on. That's not on Gidget. That is on the production team, whoever wrote it. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get somebody like at the profile of Gidget to be in your production, like at least know who you're working with. I mean, come on. Yeah. Do you want to hear your podcast, music, or product advertised on our show? Well, you are in luck because we are looking for sponsors on the Cheesy Gordita Bunch podcast. That's right. There's a spot at our table for you. Just send us an email at cheesygorditabunchpod at gmail.com and reserve a spot on our podcast. We, we salute, salute you, Bell Nation, Nation and we can't, can't wait, wait to, to meet, meet you. you. Now, a year later, <clears throat> Gidget was uh, a full, like, full-time commercial star. She was filming new Taco Bell commercials almost every month. And at the beginning of 1998, Taco Bell struck a deal, uh, a product placement deal, with the new Godzilla movie. Now, um, which is probably the only good thing about the Godzilla movie. Um, <laughs> now they Whoa, have, wait, 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 wait. Hold the fucking record. I fucking all right. love Hold on. Movie. You like all of the Transformers, okay? No, I mean, they're, they're all fun I, to I watch. Need, they're I don't all need fun, to hear anything They're all you. fun to watch. But this that movie was an integral part of my childhood. I'm not saying it I, wasn't exactly. either. The yeah. cartoon was absolutely amazing. I loved the cartoon. The cartoon was great. The movie was fantastic, too. The movie was yeah. not fantastic. Well, so. I was a little kid, so I fucking loved it. Yeah. Okay. What's yeah, your excuse for the Transformer movies? Those are fine. Okay. What were you we'll saying? We'll come back to it. Okay. No, that movie was what? awesome. That movie was not awesome. Even even like What do you what how old were you when that fucking came out? Like eight? For sure. I wasn't a movie critic and I was like, like, Oh eight? my god, this we was like, amazing. This movie sucks ass. How dare they put this much popcorn <laughs> in Madison Square Garden? Like what the fuck was that? What I remember most from that movie is the soundtrack. I had like that soundtrack where it was awesome where there was like the the P Diddy, or sorry, sorry, the Puff Daddy, mm, Puff uh, Daddy, yeah, don't hate Puff Daddy, uh, Cashmere, Led Zeppelin mashup, truly a piece of gold. Um, <laughs> that whole soundtrack was fucking incredible. Well, uh, uh, they had struck a deal for three commercials, and um, one of them, like uh, Gidget, was set to appear like on Godzilla's tail as he was going through the drive-through. And one way that they fuck. shot this is they created a special dolly that was like a little teeny tiny frisbee that Gidget would have to sit on that would sway as if she was on the tail. And they had That's to train awesome. her to do that. That's fucking awesome. That blew my <laughs> mind. You know what? I, I actually remember this commercial now that you we've talked about it. And now that you've mentioned like the cold, wet element of it, like that commercial I remember now because it is the dog and like a cold, wet, damp 
kind of like New York City street. Well, no, correct. Yeah, no, that's the that's the um, that's the commercial called Trapped, and mm. um, that is the second commercial. And in this commercial, <clears throat> oh wait, well, let me hold on. So I just want to say, with that one of her being on the on the special dolly, Gidget like went high up in the air on this dolly that was swaying. Like that's how much she trusted Sue and trusted the people around her, um, that she would be able to sit on her mark, be up there in the air, air swinging. That's in fucking sane, man. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, the the training that takes, the patience that takes to to train a dog to do that. Hey, you know, like I'm gonna put in some fucking applause for for Sue Chipperton because hey, yeah. hats off to hats you, off, Sue. Yeah. <clears throat> now. Uh, yeah, like that's I think just a unanimous thing. Like for every Gidget, there is a, Sh- a Sue Chipperton, you know, behind the scenes who makes it like it's like their agent, like makes it happen, you know. Yeah, so. and and honestly, I think that's the clear distinction between people like Joe Exotic and Sue Chipperton, because <laughs> Joe Exotic was a piece of shit that treated his animals like shit and treated his humans even worse. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Whereas Sue, she fucking loved these animals. You know, like she she wasn't would, in it for the money. She wasn't in it for the money. That's there what I'm talking is. about, Jordy. <laughs> she wasn't in it for the money. Whereas Joe Exotic was consistently just trying to make money. And he saw tigers and selling animals as a quick uh, like as a get rich, you know, quick scheme, you know. And and so, you know, seeing people and hearing people like Sue Chipperton out there, that gives me hope. Because after watching that Joe Exotic documentary, I was like, wow. Fucking all of these animal people must be pieces of shit, <laughs> you know. Um, now that commercial, the other commercial I was talking about was called Trapped. It's probably the most iconic out of the three, and that's where Gidget is in the alleyway with a box, um, and it's after she spots Godzilla, she says, "I think I'm gonna need a bigger box." And that commercial was really rough for Gidget because it was shot at 2 a.m. in 30-degree weather with snow flurries on Wall Street in New York City. Man. Yeah. What a, what a that soldier. Makes me, that makes me mad, you know? That makes me mad that the, that the, that the film crew would, would, would put her through that. Yeah, well, you know, keeping her warm was key. So the crew had to use, like, space heaters. Uh, they would, like, literally heat up her marks. And... Um, Thinking about this, Sue was, like, already trying to think of ways to, like, make the, like, a fake manhole that had, like, heat in it. You know what I mean? So it could keep her warm when she's sitting Mm. on this manhole. But that was just – it was just impossible, you know? And Gidget looked absolutely miserable. She was barely hitting her marks, and the director could tell. Uh, She could just tell – he could just tell that – Gidget was not having a good a good time. Um, So she – he addresses – excuse me. He addresses Sue – and Sue's like, well, how would you like it if you were naked, damp, and forced to sit on a manhole? You know what I mean? Hell it's yeah. Like, Hell yeah, Sue. She's like, I'm looking at this director, and he's in, like, goose-down boots, a goose-down jacket, has a blanket over him, and jet space heaters blasting at him. And he's, like, frustrated that this poor little dog is fucking sitting in, like, 30-degree weather, wet and cold. You know what I mean? So um, she was like, my number one priority was making sure that, that – you know, she was good to go, yeah, that go. she was warm. Yeah. And so um, after confronting, you know, the, the director, they moved all the space heaters. They, they really repositioned and, and came up with a new strategy. And after a few changes, um, everything got situated and they were able to do the shoot. 
Yeah, because again, Gidget's a pro. At two in the morning, fine, I'll do it. Don't even sweat it, but make sure I'm warm. <laughs> just All right? Hollywood, Hollywood style, just Gidget's like, just, what can I just I bump the trailer. I need to get out there and refocus and get into the game. Yep. Working work those paws to the bone. Yeah, we're working those paws working to the bone. Working those paws. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. Uh, just wait till, just wait till we get this shot. You can go back to your trailer. There is going to be the biggest, fluffiest porcupine you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> Give me ten more minutes, kid, and we'll send you back to your trailer. There's going to be piles of treats, more treats than you could ever fit into your cute little puffy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, the next time Gidget did a shoot for Taco Bell was in July of 1999. Now, this commercial was considerably better, and a PA actually told them that this was the first time they shut down Times Square for a shoot. Damn. The first time. Wow. I don't believe f- that at all. <laughs> I don't believe that one second. Do you guys believe Wait, that? Wait, who told them that? A PA. I, What's a PA? I believe that. A production I believe assistant. that. Oh, what okay. what year did that? What year was 1999. that? 1999. Okay, I believe that. I, I believe really. that because I mean I don't know. Even yeah. Sue Chipperton was like, I didn't believe him, but I don't. I I legit don't believe that because think of all of the iconic movies shot in. They definitely didn't shut down Times Square for Godzilla. No. Well, yeah. No, they definitely didn't. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Like, like then I don't know. I I didn't believe them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, she the, was. The first movie that I can think of where I know that New York was shut down was the movie Vanilla Sky, and that came out in 2000. Yeah, and that was the first DVD my, my grandma ever bought. Was I remember Vanilla watching Sky? Vanilla Sky on DVD. I was like, wow, this is DVD. This is crazy. I don't, you mean I, do you mean to tell me I don't have to rewind it after I'm done? <laughs> what? Oh, um, man, these kids these days. Kids these days, I don't know. They'll never They're just know. with their little TikToks and their Vines and their... Musically's and their Netflix. Yeah. Now, uh, um, once they wrapped uh, this this commercial, they hit the red carpet for Godzilla, and by this time, Gidget was everywhere. They had toys, plush dolls, T-shirts. Gidget's face again was literally everywhere. I remember having plush dolls. My uh, my uncle. I remember going to a Fourth of July party, watching Karma Chameleon on MTV. And my uncle had a bunch of Taco Bell dog plush plushes <laughs> on it, like uh, like bordering around his ceiling. Wow, he's a collector. Yeah, yeah, he was a connoisseur. A connoisseur. A connoisseur of Taco Bell dogs. <laughs> I always like the uh, the shirts that Gidget was on. He would they would be on like their. Do you remember the shirts I'm yeah. talking about? I think they just said Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Yeah, like plain white like, shirts. What do they say, Devin? Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Oh, okay, okay. Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and and so you essentially could not turn on a TV without seeing her face. See, but that's and what I'm saying. That makes me that's 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 above Grumpy Cat for sure. Well, I mean, they didn't have any other any other like media. They didn't have YouTube or the internet like that. But the TV definitely reaches more people. I think. I think the uh, internet reaches more people yeah. now than than. But at the time, oh, you're probably right. But at the time, everybody was watching TV. No, no, you're right. I agree with you at the time. Yeah. All right, all right, move on. We'll keep going. <laughs> um, and that's where we'll pick up t- uh, next week's episode on the Cheesy Gordita Bunch. We're going to finish well, off with the life and time of Gidget, some of the controversies, because there are more than one. Oh, wow. Uh, and then we're going to top it all off with a nice, believe it or not, oh, trivia of uh, so, Gidget the Taco Bell Dog. So we've reached kind of like, this is like, this is the peak. 
of Gidget's career right now. This was the point. Oh yeah, like, it's we, all downhill from here. Okay. <laughs> Coming up next is the the drug addiction and the depression <laughs> and uh, the the spiraling into the into insanity and uh, isolation. I suck dick for Miss Hedgehog. <laughs> Oh we're gonna, yeah, we got like a uh, flash photos. Yeah, yeah photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean we're we're gonna talk uh, more in depth about those controversies. Talk, is there is there a money topic on this? Uh, what? There's got to be a money money and money's involved here. Yes, there is a money. There oh, is perfect. a uh, a. <clears throat> that's one of the controversies. Actually. Yeah, yeah, we gotta talk about that. Oh, is that uh, yeah. Chipperton's takeaway? No, no, not at all. Um, it, it has actually has nothing to do with Sue Chipperton. It has everything to do with Taco Bell. Mm, those, yeah. These cucks. Yep. Yet, an, yet a yet another episode of taco ta- tackling a Taco Bell controversy. Talking, yeah, Feel- more like tackling a Taco Bell lawsuit. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the most I'll give away on this one. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear about that, come back to next week's episode. Um, but thank you for listening to the, to today's show. You know, it's yeah. it's nice to have uh, DJ Dill back. Um, that's a lot of great information about the Taco Bell dog. And uh, again, next week we're gonna finish that up, um, you know, with some controversies and uh, how they how they portrayed her death, uh, because it, it is, I don't want to say it's pretty funny how they talked about <laughs> the way this dog died, but not even some of like our like finest stars don't get, you know, like <laughs> the coveted words of some oh of these gosh. some of these reporters. And believe me or believe me, um, believe it or not. She died in 2009, and there are video tributes that we will be talking about uh, to Gidget, the Taco Bell dog. This is good stuff, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So join us next week. Uh, And again, we're approaching that 25th episode, you know, and in honor of that 25th episode, we'll be launching a Patreon. Um, You know, you could, I'm sure if you search it now, it'll it'll be up there because it is, I think it is live now. Um, but yeah, we are officially launching our Patreon uh, on our 25th episode, along with some merch for some Bell Nation loyalists. Ooh, um, so can't if you wait love, for that. Yeah, if you love the show and you want to support us, um, you know, and you think we deserve it, you know, follow us on Patreon. Hit us up, and uh, we're gonna be again launching that merch. It's your boy, um, Jordan. Just uh, you know what it is. Get at me at uh, on Instagram, uh, yaboi112. Follow your boy. And uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all. Y'all, uh, it's great. It's great. Uh, it's great to be here with y'all once again. Uh, next episode is going to be even better. So let's get it. What's up? This is DJ Dill Dill, future Yankee shortstop here, dead ass in, uh, in uh, Northern <laughs> Connecticut, saying good night. Uh, thanks for listening. Go to our, go to my uh, Instagram, Devin P Hanley. Follow me, um, and maybe I'll follow you home. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh yeah and then uh you know like nick said uh we got our patreon coming so you know please please keep supporting this uh uh th- this amazing thing that we're doing here and i know that you members of bell nation out there you know what we're talking about but love you so good to be back talk to you soon yeah and uh i'm your host nick ortiz uh follow me on instagram at cheesy gordita nick follow me on um twitter at cheesy gordita nick and then remember follow the show we we put out some great memes um almost daily um so yeah you if you want you know you i was gonna say you want us to fill that hole uh, <laughs> uh follow follow our instagram 
uh, because we got some tasty memes. Um, and that would be <laughs> at Cheesy Gordita Bunch underscore. Um, and honestly, we post them everywhere. And if you want to keep up to date with the show, as well as what we're going to be doing with our merch and with our Patreon, follow our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram. Yes. We will keep you up to date yes. along the way. All those things. You do those things. <laughs> we'll fill your hole. Yeah, Let's we will it. fill your hole. Um, so, Bell Nation. Stay Baja blessed, and we will see you next week. Holla.